good, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Legends of Athletics Podcast. You know who it is. You know who it is. And they need a moment. A moment of silence. A moment of silence before we take over this podcast. I had to scream. I hey, look, I had a couple people tell me that were near that are near and dear to your boy. They said, look, bruh, we love the podcast, but you you got to tone it down when you're by yourself. So we're gonna dial it back. We still gonna have fun, but I'ma try try this in a new way. Uh, to for my fa- the few fans I got right now, we're gonna try this in another way and see how it turns out. Um, I'm always open to feedback, and of course, you guys know I tell you that each and every episode, but I'm always open to feedback in all seriousness. And so, we're gonna try it. Hey, it ain't no harm in trying, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but before we get into it, guys, don't forget right now to go and follow us on, so- on social media. Um, on Instagram, it's Legends of Athletics 19. On Facebook, it's Legends of Athletics. And on Twitter, it's Legends of Ath. And if you just want to talk to me and you, you don't have any of these platforms, Legends of Athletics 19 at gmail.com is where you can email us and reach us. Guys, we got a great one tonight. We have a great one tonight. Um, we're going to be talking about being, being a coach and being coachable. Um, those things sometimes people look at them as two, as two different entities, right? So you look at it from uh, the coach to the player. You look at it from the parent to the um, from being a parent to being a child, from being a mentor to a mentee, from the pastor to the congregation. So have you? Those are the ways that you can look at the being the coach and being a player. So being the coach, that means you're being a leader. And being coachable, that means you're the person that's able to take the instructions and run with them. Execute the plan, do what you need to do, etc., 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 right? All right, so to me, those two things are separate, but they are the same. In order to be a great leader, I heard the great quote say, in order to be a great leader, you must be a great follower. In order to be a great follower, you must be coachable. Those who are able to take instruction, process it, comprehend it, process it, and then execute it. Be able to filter that through in order to know what it is that you need to take and what it is that you don't need to take. Things are different depending on your perspective. Uh, for those of you that have played sports before, you know that things are different from the vantage point of the coach versus the vantage point of the player. Um, things look different when you're on the sideline and you're looking at the play sheet and you're calling the X's and the O's versus when you're actually in the field and you're going through it and the things are happening and, and, and everything is happening in live speed and real in real time and you are having to make decisions on the fly. Though the plan can be given to you, the execution is up to you to do that thing as close to 100% as you can, right? Okay, so in order to me, I've been in coaching um, for the last five years. So since I graduated from Mississippi, Mississippi State University in 2014, right, I've been in coaching. I've been uh, from coaching, from being an assistant coach uh, for a basketball team to being an assistant coach on a football team to uh, have my own private uh, training um, business. I've been in coaching for five years, right? And so what I have learned through this five years of coaching is that um, you can, you can, you you cannot take each and every player 
to be the same person, right? So you can't, everybody does not respond to the same stimulus. Um, It's just like uh, parents, it's just like um, preaching this and that, whatever. Every, each person does not respond to the to the to the same stimulus. Um, this episode, we're jumping into it, and I'm so excited that I've jumped right into the meat of it. But this episode can be taken for motivation. It also can be taken for constructive, um, for self help. I'm not gonna say constructive criticism because I don't know who this who this is going to, but it can be taken as self help as well, right? And so I don't want to get into the thing. And I, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to pull back the reins on myself right now, y'all. I'm so excited. Um, I don't want to get into the thing to where I'm sounding like such like uh I guess you say a preacher or, or anything like that. But it's more so you have to be you have to know where you are. And if you are if you are a person in leadership, um, there are a couple ways that you can lead, right? We're jumping, we're jumping back to the subject. There are a couple ways you can lead, right? You can lead through love. You can lead through fear. You can lead through respect. You can lead through power. Or you can combine leadership qualities in order to make you the best you that you can be. Now, each one of these has it has its pros and cons, this, that, and the other. But you have to find out what your style is. In order to be an effective leader, you need to be an a a great follower. I heard the quote, and I don't know if I said this before, but I've heard the great quote that says, uh, great leaders were also great followers. Because if you know how to follow, you, quite frankly, know how to lead. Because you know how to take instruction. You know how to listen. You know how to listen and execute. Listen, comprehend, and execute. You know how to do all of these things, right? And so, um, sometimes people are deem themselves as leaders and they are not ready. Um, and when you lead, people have to be willing to follow. People have to be willing to listen. People have to be willing to, to say, I will, I will let you lead me to the promised land, wherever you should go. Right. They have to believe that you can make the best decisions, the right decisions, not only in times that are lovely and frank and easy, but also times that are, uh, that are turbulent. Uh, that are uh, that that come with some conflict and be able to make the tough decisions in tough times, right? And so I think about I think about it like this, right? When I played football, and I think about the relationship that I had with my mentor when I was in college, and I also think about the relationship I had with my mom. It's always been like my mom was the first. Your parents are the first teachers in your life, but uh, but learning begins with the fear. Of, of God, of a higher power, right? So anyway, so your parents are your first teachers. So <clears throat> in that, you learn to be, we are naturally uh, born to be led by somebody in some direction. Uh, whether you believe it or not, or whether you believe somebody influences you or not, you are being influenced and led by somebody. That's just what it is. Um, and so your teachers are your first, your first, your parents are your first teachers. So you learn to be coachable through that. They teach you how to walk. They teach you how to talk from, from simply crawling to taking a few steps to learn how to walk and not fall to running, um, to taking, to saying your first words, mama, dad, dad, whatever those may have been. Um, they teach you these things. And so you, you begin life learning through these people, right? 
through these teachers. And maybe later you realize those teachers aren't what you thought and you may choose a different different path or a different direction, but you begin at the same point with these teachers. Whether it, it's your, your biological parents or not, or your grandparents, whatever, these people begin the activity of teaching you and you begin the activity of learning through the beginning of life. So... <clears throat> With being an effective leader and an effective coach, how do you get people to follow you and trust that it is that you know what you're doing? You have to love the people that uh, that that are surrounding you, those people that have chosen to give you that power in their life to lead them where they want to go. Great leaders understand this because if nobody is following you, you are not leading anybody. If nobody chooses to, to follow you, then you are not leading anybody. Um, because people have to have that trust and people can read through you. They don't see or hear what you're saying, but they hear the heart. It's the same thing um, like with this podcast. You guys can hear if I'm playing you. You guys can hear if I'm just doing this for for my appeasement or for the, the fame and the th- this, that, and the other for myself. But you also can tell, too, if it's from the heart. I mean, I'm giving you guys this quality, and I'm not finna go through the whole soliloquy of telling you this, that, and the other, but you guys understand that portion, that portion, right? And so, <clears throat> when it comes down to it, I see a lot of times, um, I've been around, I've, I've gotten the chance, being 29 years old now, I've gotten a chance to to see many leaders, many forms of coaches, right? So I've gotten the the, the hoorahs, and I've seen the ones that are gung-ho, just follow me, the uh, the dictator style, the democratic style, um, the, the ones that are uh, laissez-faire, kind of laid back, uh, so to speak. And I've seen the pros and cons of each one of these, right? But you have to be you have to be very keen uh, uh, to being a great leader or a great coach, because one thing that I can tell you when it comes to being a, a good coach is learning the difference, the differences in each and every individual that is following you. Those people that uh, are calling you to be a leader for them, learning the difference. Right. So when you are on a team, <clears throat> a sports team athletic team, your work team, this, that, whatever, everybody responds to different stimulus. Some people respond to being called out in front of the team. It allows them to uh, raise their standard because now you call me out in front of the team. Now I have to raise my level of play or my level of productivity for the team to see that I am being a valuable member and that is what works for that person. Some people work better with being coached from love, right? So you pulling them off to the side. First, you may have to give them the positive, then give them the negative. Say, I see what you're doing, man. You're putting in some good work. My brother, my sister, you're doing good. You're doing what you need to do. But guess what? I need you to do a little bit more. I need you to get a little better, right? I need you to be a little more productive. Some people work well with that. Some people work well when you challenge them by themselves. You know, when you pull them to the side, you say, hey, man, are you on your game? Hey, woman, are you on your game? Is this the best that you got or is this something else that you got in you? You know what I'm saying? And you have to. Those are just three examples. But you have to know who it is that you're dealing with, because each and every person is their own individual person. Me as a player, as a worker, uh, it's, it's the same thing. I deal well with you giving me what the goal is, and I go meet it. 
if I'm not meeting that goal, you tell me what it is and I'm going to go do it. What, what, however I can, to the best of my ability that I can do that with. Um, I want to uh, have grace, display grace under pressure, poise under pressure. I want to do it gracefully and I want to make it look easy. But I also, I'm a person too, if y'all can't tell, I like to get style points, right? So I like to do it and make it look easy and, and, and look good doing it while I'm doing it. But the thing is, guys, that that is is what I like to do. But that's what works for me as being a follower and a player. But like I said, a great coach knows how to identify his players' needs and wants. My boss right now is a, a great example. And I've been fortunate to work for great bosses since I've gotten to the work field um, professionally um, post-college. I've only had two jobs, but... Um, both of my bosses from those jobs uh, were kind of similar in uh, in leadership style, but they also were great as far as um, being able to lead teams of people to success, um, being able to set the mark and do what they have to do. Um, my current boss is is great, man. He's a great guy. Um, shout out to Wade. You know who you are. Um, he's a great guy, and he's able to – the thing I, I've – I've learned from him. He he told me one day it was back when I first started. I don't know if he you know was saying this you know out of just just saying it or you know whatever. But he said this, and I'm a person I love quotes. And he said, "We are what we are today in this present time." And I'm not quoting this verbatim. We are what we are today in this present time because of the best decisions we made in life. And that's something to think about. But what I love about my boss is he's able to have a laid back leadership style. So he's able to allow you to do what you want to do. Do you think, you know what I'm saying? But as a, but keep the standard the same. So you know what the expectations are. And if you ever forget the expectations, he reminds you of those expectations, allows you to self-correct. And if you cannot self-correct, then we must take action in order to help the team meet the ultimate goal now within this team right i work in um uh my full-time job i work in acute rehab in the acute rehab department right now this present day and time as i'm doing and I, as i'm doing this podcast that's my job so when we go back and listen to it years from now y'all gonna remember what my job was so within this department we have physical therapy we have physical therapist assistant we have occupational therapy occupational therapist assistants we have speech therapy nursing and we have rehab technicians we all must work together for the greater good of the hospital in order to make this thing flourish but if one piece of this team the wheels fall off one piece of this team it could of it could potentially affect other pieces of this team what is a prime example right if uh if we don't get an order, that affects patient care. If the patient is not being cared for, that affects the hospital. That's just a quick example off the top of my head. So we have to work well together in this system, right? And so my boss does well, as I said before, setting the standard, letting you know the expectations, and letting you know what you need to do each and every day to meet those expectations and what he expects from you. Now, that's established from the door. And that's what uh, being a great leader, a great coach is. You establish the expectations, the goals from the door. Now, it's up to the followers, the team, the players, coaches, etc., to follow that and meet that every day or do what it takes to reach that goal every single day. And so if you're doing that, then you are a great coach. But if you are not clearly setting the expectation, 
clearly setting the standard, clearly setting what the goal is, then you have no sense of direction, right? And that's what a bad coach is. And so I want you guys to be, if you're going to be a leader, you're going to be a coach, be great. Set the standard, meet, set the expectations, and uh, set it so that the team can rise up to meet the goal. Don't set it low so that it's, it's nothing to reach the goal, but set it high so the team can meet the goal, right? And if you have been... Uh, a bad leader or a bad coach, you can turn it around. It just takes a few character change, a few things that you may change daily, have changed daily, and make a part of your routine, but you can do it. And to make anything a routine, just do it over consistency, right? It's over and over and over and over again. It takes 30 days to make a habit. That's what they say. But it takes 30 days to create a new habit. I've done this in my personal life. Some things I've been laxed about. But in order for me to be great, I have to do those things consistently over and over and over and over and over again. Right now with me in Legends of Athletics, right, I have the team. When it was Geek Physiques, the team was just me. One man, one man band, one man wrecking crew. But as I've gotten into Legends of Athletics, right, we have branched off into many different areas. So this tree has taken root and branched into many different things. So now we got the podcast. Now we got the YouTube. Now we got the Instagram. Now we got um twitter now we got this that uh, we got a, a lot of different things right we got the clothing we got things like different things so i bring in people different people to meet different things on the team um this was the first year this is my first year working with um a a, a legitimate second person on my team and it's taking me time to get used to communicating Letting this person know what's going on. How can we better this team? Because once it grows, we need to have a system in place that allows it to grow and expand. But I also have to see if this member that I have potentially put on the team can meet the standard and expectation to be on this team. Because I am a person of high standards and high expectations for each and every person that's in my life. And that is for whatever reason. That's what I've always been. I set goals and I expect to reach them. And I expect the people around me to reach them as well, if not get close to them. You know what I'm saying? And so that's what it's, what it's like to, to, to be the great coach. Because even when I'm coaching... Um, and I'm training kids. I don't. I can't train and talk to every kid the exact same. It takes time to build a relationship. That's another thing too. Build a relationship. As far as being a great coach, you have to build a relationship so you can get to know the person. So I have to build a relationship with this player. Build a player. Build a relationship with the parents. This, that, whatever. Because I have to see the background. I have to see what's going on. How can I get the best from you? When I need that extra pull, how can I dig dig into the wells of your soul and pull that out? That's called being a great coach, but that did not happen overnight. I'm telling you, I've been in this thing for five years. And so I had to learn uh, surely how to get that from each and every person because it takes, like I said, time and time again, it takes time. You have to build a relationship and you have to be able to talk. It's the same thing as in, in any relationship. Y'all have to work together. You know what I'm saying? It, it, somebody has to be the alpha. Somebody has to be the beta. But you have to, you know, and, and that may be interchangeable depending on what the situation is. But you have to do that in order for the team to work. You can't have, I heard this when I was younger and I never really understood it until I got older. But you can't have so many chiefs and not enough Indians. 
You got to have a chief and you got to have some Indians. You got to have somebody that's able to think about it, think through these things. And I'm not just talking about relationship, but in anything in general. You got to have somebody that's able to think, somebody able to, the, and somebody that's able to execute, put into practice and execute. The leader, that don't mean that the leader just solely does this one thing because the leader might have to get their hands dirty, put their hands down and, 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 and be an executor as well. But they have to be able to think Think through the process, the 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 think of all the positives, the negatives, think through it and then sift it out, give it back to the team, right? And so that's what you have to be able to do in order to be a great coach. Now let's 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 go to the other side of this, right? So we're going to the other side of being coachable. Like uh Nike had a sign that went viral and they had a sign that was very, very nice. Um it said great players, great coachable kids produce uh, productive adults, and I don't think I said that verbatim, but I do remember it saying that. And when you think about being coachable, you think about being able to take instruction, being able to take uh, somebody telling you what to do, how to do it, and then going out and doing it. So <clears throat> when you think about it, you ever seen, you ever been to a game where uh, the coach uh, the coach for the team, we, we're talking about ath- athletics, right? So the coach tells the team to come around, and you always got like two or three players that kind of mosey around, or they don't exactly get on the hop or jog over or listen to what the coach saying. Or the coach says, hey, defense, huddle up, or offense, huddle up, and you got players that play on that side of the ball, but they never come to the huddle. And then when they get over there or the coach pulls them over there, they're confused because they never knew what was said or what happened because they weren't in the huddle with everybody. You ever seen that? That's called being uncoachable. Because you you aren't you listening, but you're not listening. You think that your way is the best way, right? So you think that I don't have to do that because it ain't on my time. It ain't what I want to hear. This, that, whatever. And so you cause confusion because the other the team has already heard what the instructions was, but now the coach has to go back over them with you individually, and he's probably not telling you everything that he just told the team because he has to give it to you in a quick uh a quick surmised manner. So you're not coachable. Um, same thing at, in 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 the workforce. So y'all have a team meeting, or you have a, a a meeting of some sort with every person in your in your uh department or your your facility or whatever it is. And you have some people that they hear what the expectations are. They hear what what everybody needs to do, and they they come up and they say, <clears throat> "Well, it sounds good, but we can't do it." Or maybe the company has a new expectation where everybody needs to raise their level of productivity up, and somebody says, "Well, hey, I just can't, I just can't do that. It ain't possible." Well, you just became uncoachable because before y'all could even come up with the plan, you already said in your head, "It's not, you can't do it. It ain't gonna happen." But you have to listen to the plan. <clears throat> some plans can be executed, some can't. Like, that's just what comes with leadership. Sometimes the leader going to make great choices. Y'all going to be able to execute, do it well, smoothly, bam, it's over. But sometimes you have to go back to the drawing board and figure out how can you make this thing come about? How can you make it happen? How can you make this, whatever the expectation is, a reality? How can you make that happen? So sometimes you do have to go back to the drawing board, but you have to be coachable. So if you are not able to do it, you have to be able to go back to the coach and say, hey, look, I can't do this. How can we, is there another way that we may be able to to get this done, right? (coughs) Excuse me. Is there another way we may be able to get this done? It's just like with me and my job, my position now. From when I first started, kind of being low man on totem pole to a different series of events happening and slowly rising to the top. And so I have to be, able to have that conversation with now my boss aka my coach and say hey look some stuff i can do 
some stuff, is there any way we can divvy this out? Is there any way that uh, that we may be able, to be able to switch this, switch or change this process to make it more beneficial to everybody? Is there anything we can do like that in order to make this thing run better, right? And so sometimes you have to visit that and, and you know, y'all have to have a healthy conversation. Sometimes there's nothing that you can do. Sometimes you just have to rise to the occasion. Sometimes you can come to a healthy compromise and do what it is that you need to do in a in a healthier manner in order to reach the level of success to get the job done. But that comes with healthy communication. It comes with communication from both the coach and the coachable one. So you both have to be able to communicate because the coach sees it one way. The player, as I said in the beginning of this podcast, sees it another way because the coach is on the sideline. They watching it from a different vantage point. So the coach is seeing it probably happen at a different speed, a different rate, this, that, whatever. And the player is actually in the fire, in the trenches. They seeing it real time. And so the player may be able to tell the coach something that the coach could not see, but it's helping the greater good of the team is helping everybody, again, rise or raise up the expectation, raise the level of play. And so that's what makes makes you being, being great. But you have to be a great follower. In order to be coachable, that's what comes with it. You are a great follower. You're able to hear, take the instruction, and keep it moving. Now, for anybody that doesn't know me or know, know anything much about me, I will give you a quick, brief moment into this part of my past and my history, right? So I grew up in a single parent home. Not that I don't have a relationship with my dad. We actually have a better relationship today than we had then when I was growing up. But I grew up in a single parent home and some people use this as an excuse. They say, well, I never grew up with a father figure. I never grew up with the, or, or motherly figure, this, that, whatever. So I don't really listen to people. And that's good if you want to lean back on something and find a crutch to not do what you need to do or not take common sense, or not take coachable moments and execute. But with me, I grew up in this environment, right? And so for me, when I played sports, I had male figures that were over me. I played sports like football, baseball, basketball. I even played soccer at one point growing up. And my mom would always tell me this this one thing from the day I started in peewee baseball to the day I went all the way up through high school and even playing in college, you know, playing intramurals, this, no, whatever. I, I did not play uh, uh, collegiate ball. But doing all that, my mom told me the same thing all the time. And that's why I respected people that were in leadership, whether you my age, older, or younger. She said, Justin, listen to what the coach tells you. And if you see anything different, you may be able to go back. But first, follow what the coach tells you before you go and do your own or ask about doing it a different way. And so <clears throat> I've done that for a long time in my life, and that has led me to great success because we don't always see. As a player, you don't always see what the coach sees. As a coach, you don't always see what the player sees. But as a player, sometimes you don't see it, but if you are able to execute, you'll say, well, that makes sense. That's what I'm supposed to be doing. That's where I'm supposed to be. Okay, that did make this a little easier. Okay, that did make that route uh, uh, happen a little bit smoother. Okay, I did reach my goal a little bit faster because you were able to be coached, but you have to be open. That's another thing. When you're coachable, you are open to criticism. Um, I remember in high school, I can't. I think it was my sophomore season. So my freshman season, I was able to move up and play varsity a little bit. My sophomore season, I didn't even play a down. 
And so I remember we, we got a new coach. Some things were shifting, shifted around. And that's when I kind of learned, even in high school, that football is a business because you can't get used to one voice uh, the whole time because coaching changes are real. And so I remember um, going to practice day in and day out and just being coach, man. It was hard coaching. And um, not really understanding or really seeing what the coach was talking about. But when that coach um, ended up leaving and my junior year came up and I was doing some of those things as well as what my, my new coach was telling me, it made everything so much easier. But I had to go through the tough time and the criticism in order to be better. And that's the thing now in this, this day and age that we live in, man. Nobody wants to go through the tough times. Nobody wants to be legitimately coached. Nobody wants to be, I ain't going to say nobody, but a lot of people don't want to be legitimately coached. A lot of people don't want to, you know, go through the 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 crap of it all. But we all have to go through it because that's the only way you're going to get better. Because you can't, a diamond ain't made under just regular duress, but under pressure. You know what I'm saying? Gold is not refined except, be tri- except it be tried by the fire. So you have to be burn you have to be pressured in order to get to where you are okay so in that situation either they say either you're gonna become a diamond or you're gonna bust like a pipe so i mean one of the two gonna happen i mean but you have to be coachable and try to execute the best way that you can and so i know i have given you guys a lot in this in this is this episode and um i try not to holler at you i try to give it you know what i'm saying because I, like i told y'all I had the people <laughs> telling me, the, the friends that are near and dear, dear, saying when I do the episodes by myself, you know, I sound like I'm screaming at y'all or, it's, you know, bear all over the place, sporadic. So I try to give it to you straight in a way that you can understand it. But um, all in all, guys, I want you to remember this, to be open to being coached, be coachable. If you are a person that's, that's strong will, I mean, I am to um, learn to humble yourself and listen to others. Um, listen to those that are around you. Take time, even when you're listening, to look and see, well, hey, this does make sense. Hey, that does that does make this a little easier. That does um, allow me to execute a little bit better. That does, like, but it has to be mutual respect, right? So for in order for the player to reach the the, the zenith of where they try to get to, the, the, pen, the pinnacle, the coach has to, to to allow that player to rise up as well, and y'all have to give and take each other um, to get to that level. The best player-coach relationships I ever seen um, was where the, the coach raised the level of the expectation of the player, and the player raised a level of expectation for the coach, and they mutually raised each other's game of play or re, uh, raised each other's uh, the height of their careers because they were able to get the best from each other. And so you have to do that. It's mutual. But remember to be coachable, be open, be willing to listen, be willing to, to listen and execute, comprehend and execute, be willing to follow, be willing to, to to try to see the perspective of the coach and see where they're coming from. And remember to be a good coach. Remember, you have to have people to lead. If people are not following you, check the way that you are leading them. Build relationships. Listen to the players. And allow that, allow that constructive criticism, allow that open dialogue between you and the player to become a better coach. And so with that, we're going to wrap it up. And as I say all the time, guys, before I wrap it up completely, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, and rate this podcast. Tell a neighbor, tell a, tell a friend, spread the word. 
And as I say each and every time, do those things that legends do. Get 1% better each and every day. And until the next time, kiddos, be legendary.